sexy. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast. It is our pre-draft episode, pre-draft preparation for Finicky, and with me. You already know it's Emily and the nastiest of Lyles. Lyle, you're here. Hello. Oh, with the nustache and the, oh, it's good. And Emily, you're here. And yes, yeah, I did rename my team, but like I, I usually change it after the draft as well. No, I actually, I, my eyes just went to it, and I wasn't sure if that was the name of like a playlist. Like, I was like, oh, okay, so we've got some jams tonight. All right, good. Good stuff. I want to get real. That is now the name of every playlist. <laughs> Judy and the Blowfish 2023. Gets me amped. Gets so amped for Judy and the Blowfish. Um, no, that's that's my team name now, but we haven't had the draft yet. I don't know who's on my team, and I'll probably adjust to a worse name accordingly this uh this episode's gonna be a doozy um the draft is less than four days away today we're gonna do better than just mock drafting way better today we're actually gonna go over an actual draft done for an actual finickier uh who called me for uh last me last minute support for his i would call his side piece league and uh, they had me do the picks. And uh, I would say that the results for said draft could be controversial. I'm not sure this certain finicure is happy with the results. So I figured I'd bring it here to finicky court with Nasty Lyle and with Emily to review. And we'll, it'll help us prepare for our draft. It's like a, it's a warm-up draft. So that'll help us. We'll go through that. And then maybe that finicure will also potentially join us later. But before that... Emily, you've got to keep us uh, got to keep us posted on our. Uh, oh, I, I, got a, I got a theme song for our uh, for this segment. We got to keep us posted on uh, how it's going with the Broncos. Emily, what is our Broncos slash Russell Wilson report? Ooh, I am excited. Excited for the Broncos this season. I think they're gonna have a good season. Maybe not, maybe not playoffs quite yet, but they're gonna be a good team. They're gonna be a winning team uh, with Jarrett Stidham at the helm. Yeah, that's the key thing. Okay, so Emily does no longer. I mean, Emily's never believed, but it seems to be that Russell Wilson may not be the starting quarterback for Week One. Is this proof? Is this confirmed? Is where are we at in the status right now? That's a good, it's a good question because I, okay, I think, I think Russ probably will start week one, but I think that he's on such a short leash with Peyton that it won't be long before, like maybe even in that first game, he might get benched for Sidham. So um, all throughout preseason, you know, Sean Peyton was all about like, my starters are going to play through preseason. We're going to do everything the opposite of the way Nate Hackett did, which was to keep starters on the bench through preseason. Um, and so Russ played throughout the the first, was it two or three games? 
And then Jarrett Stidham started and played in the last game and went like 16 for 18, passed for like 300 yards, killed, uh, was it the Rams? I think you said it was yeah, the Rams. Yeah, it was the Rams. It was, it was like, 41 to zero. Um, scored, how many touchdowns is that? Like 75 touchdowns. Roughly. Um, yeah, I think I, and that was more than rested in, in all of the other preseason games. Yeah, I just think, yeah. Stidham's going to be QB1 by ah, week two at the latest. And they're going to have a great season, and I'm so excited for them. So it's not confirmed, but Andrew Bottom, before you draft Russell Wilson, you're going to want to check in on this just Stidham scenario. Uh, Nasty, what do you think? Is this is this going to happen? I mean, very, to be honest, I hadn't really heard that. However in an immediate Googling of what Emily just said, literally the first thing that came up, Russell Wilson is reportedly on a short leash. Word for word, Emily nailed it. Wow, that yeah. uh, that classifies as a, uh, that's a reggae horn. That's a reggae horn. Uh, we've, this is probably our, what, our third installation of our Broncos report and it feels like this has been trending in this direction. Wait, where did you read that? Who stole our words here? Who's listening to the fan yeah, podcast? What fan posted that? <laughs> that two days ago, uh, again, it doesn't have anything specific about Stedham, but it does say Russell Wilson reportedly on a short leash. I believe, let's see. I don't know what type of show this is, but it is YouTube. But then there are also some benching predictions then later on throughout the Googles. And those are from Sports Illustrated, SI.com. I will say, um, I may have stolen that wording from Mike Lombardi, who, Julian, I sent you the link earlier this week. I had already been talking about the Stidham game, but Bill Simmons had him on his podcast mm -hmm. and they like briefly touched on it. And I think he probably said Russ is on a short leash because evidently he's pretty good friends with Sean Payton. Oh. And yeah, he said something to the effect of, I don't think I know that Russ is not the favorite there in Denver. And he kind of showed some cards, which I thought was pretty interesting, but um, yeah, that was a that was a fun episode to listen to. All right, well, there's your there's your news update for our Broncos, um, and uh, we do have a little bit more news because we're so close to the draft. I feel like Russell Wilson is something that could be a uh, um, an important thing to pay attention to because you know he someone bought him could draft him, but um, also want to look into our uh, punter news. We got punter news. Uh, the Texans have placed the 2022 number one overall finicky punter, Cameron Johnston, on the injured reserve. So if you're looking at previous scoring from last year and you say, Cameron Johnston, he looks pretty good. He is on the injured reserve. And kicker news, I don't know if you saw this, Lyle. There have been some traits. Nick Folk was traded from New England to the Tennessee Titans. And Will Lutz was traded from the Saints to the, yes, that's right, Denver Broncos. We've got Interesting. kicker trades. That's, that's pretty that's, that's pretty big news for Finicky. Also, so speaking Lutz of... Following Peyton, 
Yeah. I, I, interesting. And Nick Folk, um, I have no idea what his connection with the Titans would be. I just was kind of surprised that Nick Folk is still kicking footballs. Um, Brett Maher, last year's number one overall finicky kicker, because he was kicking for the, uh, the Cowboys during the hot streak. Uh, the Rams just signed him. And the Niners just signed signed Matthew Wright, formerly of the Chiefs. Not a big deal. However, it is a big deal if you notice that the Niners were the ones who spent the 99th overall pick on Jake Moody, who is a kicker with a quad injury. How does 99th translate to rounds? Like, what is that? It's like the that? third round. That's okay. and honestly, the last time this happened in Finicky, there was a kicker drafted in the second round, and I he probably got overdrafted in Finicky and. Uh, he did not have a good career. He was out, out of league, pretty fast for the Bucks. So, anyway, we'll see what happens for Jake Mui. Um Lyle, any big news I'm missing here? You know, I did see the Cameron Johnson. That actually was something I thought very finicky specific. Otherwise, I'll be honest, have not been paying too much attention. Cup injury. I don't know if that he's day to day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Cooper Cup's got a lot of little injuries, but it's pretty early. It's early, and you know what? If you start off hurt, it's only downhill from there. And so I don't know if that is gonna. I feel like the Rams are already a shit show. Well, selfishly, so, I believe they play Seahawks week one, so that wouldn't be. That would not be. Uh, just the, that wouldn't be the worst news for the Seahawks if Cooper Cup wasn't feeling 100%. All right. With that, Lyle, I think it's time that we get into our uh, draft research portion of the show. Um, what I've got here, so I'll, the finickier who uh, did request that I draft for him was that of Christopher Antez. Chris Antez Woo. actually, I believe, has this league yeah. with another former finicure, uh, Uncle Rick. Uncle Rick's in no. here. Rick Esquito? Yeah. Well, no, his Uncle Rick. Yeah, it was right. That was his last name. I don't know. He was in the original Finicky. He lasted one. Rick one I, I yeah. never forget Rick Esquito. One season, and then um, and then he he opted out, and then he's wanted back in ever since. And you know what? That's just that's just not. There's no return policy on opting out. Um. So, I want to go through some of these picks. So, he is 1.21 J.J. Watts. That is Chris Antez. He had the number two oh. overall pick. And I will say, if this is any sort of uh, foreshadowing, as you can see, the number one overall pick in this league was Travis Kelsey, which is, um, I thought, a pretty big, pretty shocking. Should we expect Travis Kelsey to be the number one overall pick in Finicky? Is this something that could possibly happen? I mean, Mr. Moore is drafting first, so I don't think so. Especially since we did a pod uh, about this kind of stuff. And I've, I've heard his input since, and I don't believe he thought Kelsey was worth a number one overall pick. Yeah, I, I don't think he he would. he would. Do I think there are finickiers who, rightfully so, may take Travis Kelsey? Sure. I don't think it's out of... You know, I don't know the scoring in this league. So I think Travis Kelsey one is not crazy, but I will say I, I think Justin Jefferson, Chris is probably very happy that he That's right. I did take yeah, Justin Jefferson. First pick. You number two. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
he should be pretty happy with that pick. That was not so controversial. That was uh, taking what came, uh, number two, two overall pick, Justin Jefferson, not so bad. Are these finicky teams? No, this is uh, Chris's league, but we're just use, you know, using this as kind oh, of like to go through. So then all standard picks, basically, in round one after that. Not a lot of quarterbacks because it's a one-quarterback league, but it was interesting to see Kelsey go number one. Cooper Cup in that first round, also Bijan Robinson. We'll see if that happens for Finicky. I feel like Eckler going fifth is probably one of the bigger surprises there. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's true. I will I say also, if... we got Snake taking number one overall. There's no Derrick Henry in this round one. And Snake that has a tradition. True. He's a man of his traditions. So I feel like it's a dangerous tradition to, <laughs> to hang on to. I would be ready. But... If I was the number two overall pick, I'd be I'd be ready. To be taking to to be ready to if that's Derrick Henry is the only person you're not able to pick. Um, wow, holy shit! You it's texted just a PPR lead also. Yeah, that's true. But I will say, I the chat worked. You ch you chatted boobs and it showed up on my phone. So the finicky chat actually actually works. That's a. Uh, is that in like the fantasy football app or like? How I guess yeah. I found it on the website that the finicky has a chat. And man, is that obnoxious. So there's a whole like if you text it in the in the league fantasy chat, it goes to people's phones. If really that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. You can do up to five hundred characters. That's too much power. Oh my god, it did go to my phone. <laughs> boobs to boobs. my phone. We both texted boobs. Everyone just got boobs. Now Why you know what we're doing. Well, I have a question. So yeah. like all of you guys, you have a text chain why the <laughs> it feels redundant to have another it is channel of, it is. of boobsing <laughs> i mean it's you can never lot. really have too many threads of, of just texting each other boobs yeah we yeah. don't want okay. the photos right. we just yeah, want guy the stuff and textual experience all right so uh number two overall so then you go to the bottom round two now i don't know what chris was expecting here but i will say Mahomes was gone. Josh Allen was gone. Jalen Hurts was gone. Uh, and I'm on a turn here. Obviously, Travis Kelsey was gone. I want to know what you think. I'm on the bottom of round two. It's a 12-person league. I took Lamar and Mark Andrews on the turn. Cool? Not cool. You know, I, I understand your, it. Your delay is killing me. How delayed is it? Or no, no, I mean like your pause, your pause. You're 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 thinking about how kindly to say that no, this was not cool. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think as someone who's had Mark Andrews, and I mean the tight end fall off after Kelsey is pretty steep. Uh, but I mean he's he's really going for the Ravens then. So I feel like if if you believe in Lamar coming to life again this season and not doing hitting anybody up except for Mark. If you want the Mahomes Kelsey connection, but like the everyman version, that's what you do. So I mean it's not it's not terrible. You get it, but I wouldn't just not terrible is not the is not the feedback I was looking for. I will say Joe Burrow was still on the board. But that exactly. didn't that wasn't a stack. I wanted the stack. And that's just it. I think Chris is mad I didn't take Joe Burrow. 
Chris is mad about that. Wait, is, is have you talked to Chris since? We haven't had. We, we were gonna save him for the pod, but he's just literally has been like four he's days. So he's so upset right he's now. So he upset, can't he won't even join the pod. The energy. So mad. No. Uh, Wait. Okay. Now, actually, knowing this. Yeah. You did this. You were the one who did these. Yeah, things. I did this. Okay. All right, and well, I will say it, it was last minute. It was Emily's birthday party with her brothers. There was a, <laughs> there was a lot of drinking going on. Uh, I was a again, super shy. Oh, that's not why terrible. you were so distracted. Okay. <laughs> I probably would have done Devonte Smith, and I probably would have done Burrow. Oh, uh, Devontae Smith was way late. No, it, I mean, well, Is these were, not... these were my picks right here, and he's saying he would have just taken Devontae and Joe Burrow, which, yeah, I get it. I hear you. I hear you. But that's not a tight end. I just didn't have any good ideas for tight ends there. I wanted Kelsey bad for this team. And, and, you, and just, you just wanted tight ends off the board. You we like, went number one overall, and it just felt like a deal. Because you got to think after that two, three turn, we're not picking again. Till the end of the fourth to the fifth, you know, that's a long drop. And I will say, and I didn't touch running back because I was pretty confident that I would get Kenneth Walker the third. What about this guy? And then, uh, yeah, George Kittle did last till. I don't like George Kittle. <laughs> Why I do? Well, it's just I don't trust their quarterback situation. I wanted. I don't trust it. That's interesting. Who is who even is their quarterback? Though? Exactly. Nobody knows. Right now, it's either Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold. Oh, but I Brock think Emily's right though. I feel like Kittle would have been. Yeah. That's that's pretty deep fall for Kittle. Round five. Well, oh, instead, hope. Chris got Tyler Lockett and Alexander Madison. <laughs> Yeah, in retrospect, maybe. <laughs> All right. It in just. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I will say, yeah, after I took Mark Andrews in the third round, there were no more tight end selections <laughs> until my next pick, which I didn't realize at the time. But now that I realize it, it does seem like maybe it was an aggress aggressive strategy. But also to say Mark Andrews would not have lasted that long. I wouldn't have got Mark Andrews. It's that I had just taken the only remaining Good tight end there. This draft is also insane. Dalvin Cook went mid-fifth with Brees Hall. This is an insane draft. These are crazy people drafting. Well, th and this is my question for you then. You took Alexander Madison <laughs> over Dalvin Cook. So you're going... You're really going system over player, in all honesty. Well, in this, Madison this has the job. And... Uh, and I didn't know if anybody else, I mean, I wanted Lock, I wanted Kenneth Walker. And when that didn't happen, I panicked. So then I took Lockett and then I took Madison being like, those are two people who I feel like. You well, took Javante. I did. So yeah, in round seven, then I, I just. Not on purpose, it looks like. No, it was on purpose. All these were on purpose. <laughs> okay. But I just started cashing in <laughs> on upside running backs. <laughs> so All right. yeah. All right. I took Javante. And then, and round eight, and this is a point of discussion, and I know that Emily may not like, I took Cortland Sutton because he's the only wide receiver with an actual NFL snap under his belt playing for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I don't dislike that. I'm, I'm honestly surprised he, went, he fell to round eight. No, all I'm saying is I like Marvin Mims more, but I, I don't dislike him. That's, it's like... 
It's like asking me to choose between DK and Tyler Lockett. Like, they're, I think they're both good, and I think that Marvin Mims is going to have a really good year, and that's all. All right. Lyle, like thoughts it. on uh, Mims versus Sutton? I mean, I, looking down, the, bro, even after, like, three picks later, I feel like Brandon Cooks finally go, getting out of the shadow of the Houston Tech, uh, Texans. I feel like Cooks, this could be a great opportunity to snag him. Uh, I mean, as far as which which Bronco, I mean, I trust. I feel like Emily has really shown herself to be a, a Bronco stan. So, you know, I think <laughs> I would trust her to be. I mean. Uh, when Emily started talking about Marvin Mims. Uh, I, I had always known that he went to Oklahoma and I was knew he would be like a, uh, like a, kind of like a Tyler Lockett type, but I went down the rabbit hole and did you know that Marvin Mims in high school set a national record with 20, nearly so those 2,629 receiving yards on 117 receptions and 32 touchdowns in one season. That's insane. In Texas. <laughs> 32 touchdowns the last time we had a conversation like this it was when we were talking when we found out how crazy derrick henry's history was i mean yeah then i think mims probably would have been the better cho better choice in retrospect maybe i mean we'll see it's high school but 117 but receptions easy. 32 touchdowns that's one out of every four catches was a touchdown for this guy. That's insane. And he's and he's 5'11". I mean... It's shocking. Maybe my uh, team name is going to be Mim City, or is that too obscure? Is that like oh, Sim City? Oh, like is Sim that City? Too, is that too obscure? That's pretty good. I mean, the people in the league that you and I are in, are um, they are old. But yeah, old people like Sim City. <laughs> I love Sim City. <laughs> um, so after this, feeling really bad that I didn't get uh, that I didn't get Kenneth Walker in round nine, I then reached for Zach Charbonnet, which is fair to say I'm tilting now because now I'm just taking running backs that could play football rather than actually do play football. Because uh, Michael Pittman was still sitting on the board, but I was like, nah, 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 Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> I took him over DeAndre Swift. Do you think it's a reach? Do you think he'll actually play this year? Uh, Charbonnet? Yeah, he's got potential. Lots of potential. Lots. Yeah, well, I mean, in the history of the Seahawks backfield has been, you're going to see about seven guys, four of whom will be injured. So, I, you know, I love our guys, but he'll definitely, I don't know if he's going to be someone to produce a lot of numbers for you. He's definitely no. going to play. Michael Pittman would have probably been a better pick. And then the, uh, things started to get insane with uh, Kenneth, Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, Cincinnati defense, and then I probably I finished probably shamefully. Oh, Jalen Warren in the 13th actually is not a bad pick. Jalen Warren might actually start for Pittsburgh later on. That was a good pick. That was a good pick. You're welcome, Chris. And then uh, Cameron Dicker. Um, I probably... Wait, go up one What's more. up? Where am I looking at? Even more? Oh, no. No. Here. Here. It's not I as... I always think this is going to... It's not, never been um, touch screen. McManus? No, Tua. Oh, yeah. Um, 
how is he so far down? Is he like not playing anymore? He doesn't finish seasons. Um, so he's on Miami. They have a high powered offense, but you know, he's gotten so many concussions. You can basically anticipate that he will not play an entire season. Hmm. Taysom Hill at tight end round 11. That's a, that's a pick. That's a hell of a pick. Does, if he were to throw a touchdown, is it, does it count in this league? That's true. That's true. You got another research and I don't know. And also El Gaupo. (laughs) Did they misspell Guapo? It seems like they misspelled Guapo. (laughs) Yeah, the names on this team. One of them is just Daddy's Dick. Anyway, this uh, what would you think, Nasty Lyle? If this, if this, if this roster was handed to you, are you uh, are you saying thank you? Are you saying um? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm definitely saying thank you. All right. Because you know what, you you would have done a favor, and that is really sweet. Uh, actually, yeah, I think I would. It's not a bad draft. It's not bad, Chris. It's not bad. Not bad. Uh, and and Chris's fantasy league, if they're listening. <laughs> uh, when you look at it like this, I feel like where you can just see all the... Oh, yeah. So it's Justin yeah. Jefferson, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Tyler Lockett, Alexander Madison, Isaiah Pacheco, which I think we skipped over, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Zach Charbonnet, Kenneth Gainwell, Michael Thomas, Cincinnati, defense, Jalen Warren, Cameron Dicker. It's playable. That's a playable roster. Yeah, I think there's there's plenty to work with. Honestly, probably the two three, bro, that that was probably the most questionable turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's those two. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait. Probably feeling myself too much on that. What's up? I'm just curious about choosing defenses. Like, you can choose... Yeah, a lot of people took defense way early. I'm not quite sure what the incentive is on this league on defense. How do you get points from defense? Uh, Well, they... I mean, each league is different, but, like, causing interceptions, causing fumbles, keeping the score low, that kind of stuff. So, basically, anything a defensive player does that scores points, it all gets batched into the same right like okay. individual tackles aren't exactly a thing but like interceptions fumbles caused mm, keeping the score okay. low that kind of stuff okay. defensive touchdowns i think special teams is also worked into that correct yeah. in finicky so like a punt return that would go for if you had their defense oh, okay or All a kickoff right. return that's true but not like field goals or punts or anything all right. Well, I don't think Chris is going to make it, but he he'll listen to this later and know that well, we did such I mean, a good job. I mean, looking at this, out of everyone else, who do you think had a better draft than you? Oh man, it's tough. I, um, McCaffrey, I Josh mean, look out now. Big old TDs. Big old TDs drafted Austin Eckler first. I feel like that. I would. Yeah. I would have drafted Jalen Hurts. Honestly, I would have. Yeah, I. Are you sharing your screen, Lyle? Yeah, he can see all this. this? Yeah, he's okay. looking exactly at this. Um, honestly, if Cooper Cup was healthy, I, I, that Cup, Mahomes, no, but then Etn and Steve, yeah, laces out ain't bad. Um, uh, I don't know, it's tough. Blue shirts isn't too bad. Saquon, Garrett Wilson, Joe Mixon, Justin Herbert, DJ Moore. That's a nice top five. Scary Terry. Is... Like, 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you crushed the Brown aftermaths. And then Aaron Rodgers here at 12. That's some security right there. I don't know. Anyway, when Chris wins the league, he'll keep us posted. Chris will let us know when he wins the league on the backbone of Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Jefferson, and that Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. So brilliant. So, so brilliant. Oh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers being way down at 12, you know who else I'm really long on this season is Jordan Love. I'm really excited to see what the Packers do with him. Yeah? Really, yeah. All right. Now we're getting to some Jordan Love talk. All right. So that's that's a nice thing to get into. Uh, well, deep picks, Lyle? You got anything for uh, any, any sleepers? I mean, you don't want to give away. This could also be just... Uh, you know, oh like, yeah, I mean, uh, this could be some misdirection. Misdirection, but like any anybody you're interested in? Do you think you're gonna buy Anthony Richardson? <sighs> no, <laughs> I'm a lifelong Gator fan. I've watched Swamp Kings. I know what comes out of the swamp. And after Emmett Smith, hadn't been a lot of good stuff. Great. Unless you're Tim Tebow, I guess. I know what comes out of the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. My name's Nasty. Uh, you know what? I feel like it is a great storyline to see what how Green Bay does after the departure of, of Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah. I think, because... I think the, the, the Jordan Love story is kind of interesting, too. Well, is, isn't Honestly, it kind of interesting that... that... Well, Emily, I don't know where you were going with that or if you expect them to be... Are they going to win the North? Well, well, here's a funny thing. Who do you think you look at the, all of the, the 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 coach bros right now? You got Lafleur, you got Sean McVay, you got Kyle Shanahan, and uh, oh, I'm missing one. Um, I'm McDaniel. Yeah, and it's like, who's got the best quarterback? Like all those guys kind of have like leftover pieces as as quarterbacks. Like Matt Stafford is probably not going to play a whole season and that roster's depleted like good god for all those guys being quarterback gurus none of them have a quarterback yeah jo jordan love might be the best one that's true yeah and i suppose your uh cliff kingsbury is in that category as well offensive is, is he coordinator for usc <laughs> what who's who's in arizona now He's the pew, pew, pew guy from the Eagles. He's the uh, defensive coordinator for the Eagles who was, like, going up to, like, Kyle, uh, Kyler and be like, oh, hey, pew, 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 going to have to throw some lasers. Pew. It was one video. Sorry, Emily. That's, he was weird. He's a uh, weird guy. I'll show it to you. It's, okay. it's not good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's – but, I mean, all the, quarter, the quarterbacks who left, it's going to be an interesting year. I mean, even Minnesota, it's going to be interesting, I think, because they lost kind of an important guy. Uh, Green Bay lost an important guy. I want to see how the Jets do. I think they'll be good, but... It'll be a defining year for the Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur, uh, Coach Bros era, because if those teams are all six wins, like... I don't know. Does it work? Does it, does it, they seem to like, they thrive when they're added to really great rosters, but none of them are developing any quarterbacks. I find that really interesting. Even McVay, like he just bailed on Goff and just took on 
Stafford. Like, none of them develop quarterbacks. All the other guys do. Well, I got a question for both of you guys now. Where do the Seahawks fit in the NFC West? Oh, champs, are they competitive? Baby. Champs. And I'm I'm not even I'm I'm not being cocky. Like I'm not being crazy. Like it Oh man. I was just listening to a Richard Sherman podcast. Okay, so I am obsessed with Richard Sherman's podcast. Lyle, do you ever listen? I've never never listened, but I've heard phenomenal things. He is Both the best you simply must and they're like really short they're really digestible they're like 20 minute bits and oh he's just the best and um for the past like several months he's just been interviewing seahawks personnel and uh current players former players it's been like very seahawks heavy which is fun because he like interviews people like weekly from all over all sorts of teams, but he's been re- really heavily focused on the Seahawks these past several months. And it's just, the vibes are so high. And it's, he, it's, he believes that we're going to be the NFC champs. So I believe it because uh, well, that's that. Pastor I mean, Sherman preaching okay. to me. So, yeah. I saw him throw out the opening pitch with Ken Griffey the other day. And that was enough for me. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the day before we went. We, yeah. we just missed it. We saw Detlef throw. Um, <laughs> Wait, you saw Detlef Shrimp throw out the first pitch. That's right. That's right. That is better. I'm sorry. That could be the best. One. It was like a flat top Randy Johnson out there. Uh, yeah, I will say, as far as the MC West is, I'm still very fresh. I like fresh in my mind is that. The Niners, as good as they've been, they've also got those six six game seasons. You know, they're either 11, 12 wins or like six wins. And I mean, it's, you know, Emily and I went to a Niners game, you know, in Northern California. And I mean, they were dominant, but it wasn't their offense that was dominant. It was their defense that is dominant. And I think that this year they're still going to be good because it's like that hangover like you know it's it's there's still a good defense but i mean i think Demeco ryan's is pretty special and i think sala was also special and i don't know if they've got that anymore i feel like that's something they've relied on i don't think their defense will be as good i think it will be good but no i'm not as afraid of the niners i think we could probably be we could edge them out this year and then next year be much better than them who knows Okay. Yeah, I don't remember I, where I saw this, but it was um, something like, you know, top offenses, top defenses. Maybe it was like PFF or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Seahawks are supposedly right now in preseason, you know, uh, uh, forecasting like top 10 offenses and top 10 defenses and the 49ers were only in the like the top 15 defenses or something Mm. and they weren't on the offense list so yeah it just felt like I mean early stages it feels like we're a favorite to be NFC West champs yeah I can't which I don't know like like FanDuel and the things that like set the betting odds. I don't know if that's reflected, but just like 
anecdotally, it feels like that's correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember, you know, with the, I mean, obviously the tension has been 100% on Trey Lance busting hard. Um, and Weird was that trade, though. That I mean... But, you know, it's not the first draft bust that that whole team has had. You know, they remember they they traded. Um, oh, they traded to Forrest Buckner and they got the eighth overall pick out of it. And then they blew that pick and they've blown a lot of draft picks, not just at quarterback, but they've had a lot of guys not be good. And. Yeah, it's going to start adding up i mean it always does the seahawks did that but we were drafting at the bottom you know but like we started to waste some picks and it you feel it after three or four years and i feel like they were lucky enough to you know have really good defensive coordinators that did more with less they'd bring in corners that nobody else wanted and they generated a defense they brought in veteran safeties and it all seemed to work every year um just because you know they had nick bosa and they had fred warner and they had all those guys but Man, I don't know. This could be the year it falls apart. If it's not this year, then I think it could easily be next year because they just don't have the pieces and they don't have the leadership they used to on the defensive side. And then, yeah, Kyle Shanahan can't make a quarterback work. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Do you kind of think, though, that maybe, like, I mean, Brock Purdy did decently last year. Do you think, like, I know it sounds insane, but it also sounded insane at this time last year to be, like, could the Seahawks make it work with Geno Smith? Like, I don't know. Do you think they could make it work with Brock Purdy? Like, I, I don't know. Part of me thinks they totally can. I think that what that style of offense has proven is that they can make it work with anyone. But they can't win a Super Bowl with it. Mm. They can make it work with anyone. They're really good at getting into the playoffs. But they can't win a Super Bowl with it because by the time, you know, that's that's when it makes a difference. You know, you can win regular season games with these guys, but when it comes to playoff games, when everyone's preparing for you, you know, that's when they are able to find a way to beat these mediocre quarterbacks. Hmm. I don't know. I guess last year all they did was just keep breaking them. But, I mean, Sam Darnold or Brock Purdy taking you to the, win the Super Bowl, it would be it – would. it's a little bit unprecedented. Hmm. It's a little bit unprecedented. Well, again, I think it's about the defense, again, that you were mentioning before. When right. you have both, when you have Warner, like, th- let's be honest, and I, they are phenomenal people. Those, those guys are, I mean, they're Hall of Famers, and they're in a great squad, but they're aging. And I think if you have quarterbacks that are going to get injured, you can put into that system – I mean, no one was, no quarterback, even Trey Lance, was terrible in San Francisco. Like, you could win. They probably could have put in anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. as good or maybe even worse than Brock Purdy. And you would have been like, oh, look at this guy. He's pretty freaking good. But to be honest, it's the defense. Yeah. And I think in a similar way, possibly even when Russ was coming up, the Hawks had a great defense and it made Russell look that much better. Uh, but I, I don't know if this is going to be able to have that for a, a, another few years, even well, if, if it's be this year. We know how hard it is to maintain that defense. We know how hard it is to keep players, keep adding people and replacing people. It doesn't work, yeah. you know, especially when everyone's poaching your coordinators. Everyone's poaching your, your even like your Malcolm Smiths. Like everyone's taking 
your backup linebackers. Like it's hard to kind of replenish the well there, especially when they you're doing it with a new defensive coordinator every other year. So yeah, I I'm not I'm not afraid of the Niners a whole lot, and I think they're one ham they're one Christian McCaffrey hamstring away from seven wins. And now I've said yeah. that, and now it's recorded, and so we'll <laughs> see how that goes. Um, how dare you? Uh, I will say I am nervous about Witherspoon, uh, who's got a hamstring right now. Um, I can't tell if he's actually not working out or if um, this is just preseason bumps and bruises for a rookie which is also normal i don't know yeah we 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 pushed our chips in on a dude on a on witherspoon who like he's he has to work right you know you get that high of a pick and you say i know you all think we should take this guy but we're actually gonna take this guy um it's the same it's the same pick slot that trey lance was like we are, yeah. uh, we need him to work out uh, because everyone's talking about how great Jalen Carter's doing, and uh, that was he was there for the taking, and we took Witherspoon. So I'm 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 watching that a lot. I think I'm, you're getting the vibes that Jackson Smith and Jig was doing great. I don't know if I've been getting the vibes about Witherspoon. Yeah, what was the difference in picks for them? Can you remind me where they were taken? Jackson Smith and Jigba was um, what twentieth. Uh, 15 or 20th, 20th. And, um, Devin Wisman was the fourth overall pick. It took him very high. Um, so anyway, uh, I haven't seen, we haven't seen it yet, but yeah, he needs to play like immediately. And we could have had, we could have had Jalen Carter. Oh, um, so if, if you're looking for a fun podcast, Rich, Sherman did a very sweet, sweet interview with JSN, as he calls him. So now that's what I call him. Mm. And he is a sweet kid. He's so motivated. He's so sweet. And he's so fun to listen to. Um, that's a good just 20-minute listen to, yeah, go check okay. it out. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun listen. All right. I've got no more notes except for Evan Hull. Do you remember Evan Hull from Oregon State? He was a running back bottom right now. He's jumping up and down if he made it to this deep in the pod. Uh, I found out that Evan Hull is still on the Colts roster, and Jonathan Taylor's out for four weeks. And then Jonathan Taylor's backup broke his arm. So um, Evan Hull has a chance, Andrew. Don't take him high. Don't do it. Just take him at maybe the last pick. Evan Hull. Oh, God, the Colts are going to be a. They're going to be so bad. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be bad. Oh my God. I feel bad for him a little bit. Right. Because we know it comes out of the swamp. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, are you buying the hype? Do you? I have talked myself into it occasionally as like a QB two. I'm like, man, think about it. He could run, but like, no, I know better. No, it's not going to work. It's simply not going to work. It shouldn't work. I mean, if Jameis Winston found any modicum of su- success in the in the league, I feel like it's possible. They named him captain on the team. Who? 
Anthony Richardson. Anthony he's, Richardson is already a captain. He's already a captain. He's he's twenty years old. He's six foot it's five. because everyone else. Two hundred forty-five pounds. He runs a four-four forty, and he could throw the football a country mile. But he came out of the swamp, and we knows what comes out of the swamp. Well, he must have. I'm good telling vibes. you, you heard it here. You gotta trust the vibes. The vibes are high. He just wasn't any good in college. You gotta trust the vibes. Oh no. <laughs> that, you gotta trust the vibes. Florida got smoked by Utah tonight, too. I know. And that would have been so much more fun if Utah didn't already bail on the Pac-12. I don't even want to talk about that right now. Don't I'll start crying. Right don't want to. Speaking of good vibes, <laughs> Lyle, how's how's our pal Ape? Oh, she's doing good. Yeah. She's currently sleeping, but okay. she's doing good. Loving California life. Good. She's living the dream over here. Good. But she's really good, yeah. All right. I love yeah, I love sorry. the big mustache. It's so big. It's bigger. It's bigger than it was. It's fluffier. I I just shaved the beard off the other day and I'm I I've been managing at work and it's kind of weird because people come in and they think it's just this huge joke that I'm like coming up to help them like who the fuck are you like i'm here to solve your problems sir with alcohol <laughs> yeah i know what the cause out. of and solution to all life's problems and that's a fun little <laughs> mug too what is that little mug it says tiki oh, this on the is bottom a, yeah, this is cute. a tiki mug from uh one of my my old old buddies uh do you, do you guys remember uh Sunny Spot, which then became Nueva. Yeah. I remember it was on the end spot. of uh, I don't think on Washington. Oh, Life. yeah. I remember on Washington, right? Yeah. The old yeah. Sunny yeah. Spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it is now a uh, kind of a tiki barish place called Gin Rummy. And uh, the, from there. the barkeep told me to take it. I told him, <laughs> I to you got to take it. So here we are. It came with a straw too. I don't know where that is, but oh, a bamboo straw. I love it. Oh my gosh, we have to get back there. Two days was not enough. Oh my gosh. I know, we were Emily. Back there I two almost two days, and it was like, oh my gosh, we need a week at least to go see everything and be everywhere. And oh man, you could have bought. You guys were looking at a <laughs> looking the at the foxhole. I know. I've been meaning to check in to see if the foxhole is still for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Promise me. Okay, if the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, oh, you're buying. Don't <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> I'm doing it now. No, is, you're on the clock, sir. I'll go place a large enough bet that if the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, no, I don't have that. No, uh, -uh if no. the Seahawks win the, the Super Fireball. Bowl, yeah, then Tyler is gonna be <laughs> Tyler's gonna be like so. You guys are moving yet or what? Yeah, he's going to follow the pod and know exactly the bet we made. All right. Um, okay, Lyle, we're wrapping it up. You get to do all your hot takes all in one little bit. All right, hot take. I'll tell you what, this one's coming out of left field because I'm talking about the Mariners. Oh, buddy. right here, the hottest team in baseball. I went to Vegas with Britt in the middle of July, and they lost to the Detroit Tigers. They looked like shit. I should have bet every penny I had on the Mariners winning the World Series. 
and I would be a millionaire, and I would buy the foxhole, and we would all live there <laughs> as a happy family. <laughs> I am going to say this. The Seattle Mariners will surprise everyone in the postseason, and if I had had a few more drinks, I would say they have a chance to win 100 games because that is as hot as they are right now. Wow. That means they would go like 25 and 4 in the next 30 games. I know the math doesn't add up on that, but that is my hot <laughs> okay. Seattle Mariners are going to make people blush in the month of October. Here we go. Just again. <clears throat> it's probably not the first time we've said this on the pod, but yes, that's right. The Seattle Mariners are going to win the World Series. Woo! Woo! All right. Well, that has been the Finicky Podcast. Nasty Lyle, thank you so much for uh, predicting the future and walking through. We do this more often. Antez's uh, really great draft. Emily, thanks again for following us up on the Broncos. Uh, it is football season after this. The next pod we have, we'll be talking about the mistakes we made in the finicky draft. Everyone, good finicky and good night. I've never gotten this early before. All right, that's it. Thanks, guys. Seahawks, NFC West champs. And Marvin Mims, Outstanding Player of the Year. Outstanding player. <laughs> That's Is an award Mims that I just made that? up. <laughs> I'm very curious about Mims now. I'm going to go in a deep dive. <laughs>